food is, of course, wonderful at first, and at the same time, adding something like this can be incredibly advantageous to us as we age, as we push our bodies, as we grow. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, so, like, I'm involved on the the manufacturing side. So I've actually been in the very plants. I've been in New Zealand, uh, where the milk is taken. Oh, that's from awesome. The that are, mm-hmm. you know, on the hills, um, and. You know, I, I think when we say supplement, we think, oh, this is kind of man-made. But what is actually happening? Is- Girl, do I have a cool interview for you today? I have Darcy Haggis here from Canada. He leads Grupo Nutrition, which supports endurance sports and healthy living, and is also responsible for the Polar Joe brand, which y'all have heard me talk about this on the show before. It is my favorite go-to protein supplement because... It is my two favorite things, protein and coffee. <laughs> but I invited him to come on the show because I wanted y'all to understand the background and break down protein supplements. There's a lot of questions around this and we're gonna dive into it today. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Darcy Haggis. Darcy, welcome to the show and thanks for being here. Thanks so much, great being here. Now you are a superstar. You're doing incredible things. You've had some major changes this year. I've gotten the pleasure of hearing some of your story, but if you could tell us a little bit about what you're doing and where you're at right now. Uh, first off, that's really high praise superstar. Uh, I think we're all just <laughs> everyday folks. Uh, so uh, we started uh, a nutrition company back in 2006. Uh, I came from an Ironman background, uh, got involved uh, formerly, I was in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, so grew this business uh, for a long time, and uh, we did it. Uh, I, I like to sl- say we did it organically. We we um, wanted to do it. I don't know if we wanted to do it slow, but we did it slow. Um, you know, word of mouth was really big in how our business grew, um, and I can get into more of the background of the company, um, you know, a little bit later, but. Um, in 2014, 2013, I left my career uh, to focus on nutrition. Um, when I first got involved, the the thoughts of being around people, uh, like-minded people, supporting them in their athletic endeavors, um, I just thought that would be a really cool livelihood. Uh, mm-hmm. So if I could surround myself with people that you know were like me and wanted to move and do things athletically, uh, I thought, wow, that would be incredible. Uh, so it took a long time for that to actually transpire. Um, you know, I worked as a director in a pharmaceutical company while we grew the business and uh, at times I thought, what am I doing? My life balance was like way out of whack. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing the very thing that I wanted to do exercise mm-hmm. because all my time was trying to support this new business uh, and my old uh, career. Uh, so Finally, I broke through in 2013. My wife and I had a conversation. We said, hey, let's go all into this. Um, And we made a decision. I gave notice, a lot of notice at the company I was working at. Um, They were really good to me and I didn't want to leave them uh, hanging. Uh, And then we just, you know, we went all in. And um, that's when it really gets scary as a business. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. um, If your business isn't uh, profitable, you don't get paid. Uh, So there was some of that where, you know, I was fighting to uh, earn a paycheck. And um, luckily, uh, we learned quickly. And, uh, you know, the business just kept on growing. Um, And uh, more recently, in um, March of this year, we decided to 
rebrand under uh, Grupo Nutrition. Um, Grupo Nutrition, um, we learned a lot um, under the brand Infinite Nutrition Canada. Um, that's, you know, our roots. Um, but uh, we kind of outgrew it. And we really felt like we could be more if we were uh, our own entity. So Grupo mm -hmm. Nutrition was born in March. Um, and we have a sub brand called Polar Joe. Uh, that's where we do uh, specifically protein uh, iced coffees. Um, and we do that because um, that's a really general population. Um, mm -hmm. On Grupo, we really talk a lot about um, athletics, athletic terms. And I think for people that just want, you know, protein, iced coffee, a good way of getting protein in, uh, we would bore them with the jargon and maybe they <laughs> wouldn't feel so comfortable. So, uh, yeah, so since March, it's all been a Grupo uh, Nutrition and Polar Joe and things are uh, going really well. So That's awesome. Well, yeah, I know that's when I met you and I met you through like the Grupo Avenue because I was working yes. with professional athletes. And um, yeah, the stuff you have for through Grupo is highly individualized. It's customized. It's specific for athletes that are really trying to take their game to the next level. And then I learned about Polar Joe, which I'm not a professional athlete. I'm like the average Joe athlete. And Polar Joe is so my jam because it's coffee and protein. It's something like so simple yet so profound because how many of us like want both. And now we get it in one, in one powder, which is just so cool. Yeah. So I was super excited to connect with you. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's how it started. Um, uh, I come from an athletic background a little bit, uh, you know, played hockey as a kid up here in Canada. Uh, and that's you know, so cool. That's, that's yeah, so was, foreign to me because here in New Mexico where it's so hot and we have one like tiny ice rink. So when I hear, and I'm a huge hockey fan, like if yeah. my chosen sport is hockey. So okay. what a cool thing to grow up doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of Canadian kids do that. Um, and yeah, so then it led into cycling, uh, in my, you know, early, my late teens, I rode a bike as a kid, but not, uh, you know, at a competitive level, like a lot of people we work with today. Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, then I got into mountain biking. You know what? I I'll always chased things that I really enjoyed doing. Um, I never did something, uh, for the purpose, uh, you know, of anything other than the enjoyment and, mm -hmm. uh, that was hockey, uh, that was mountain biking, um, that I got into what I call more endurance sports, um, mm -hmm. like marathoning and, uh, you know, eventually Ironman, but to, it was always the love of what I was doing, um, awesome. that, uh, kind of compelled me to, uh, to move. So that's awesome. Yeah. Now I'm curious, cause it, it sounds like, you know, you have this love for movement. You've always been an athlete at heart. And mm -hmm. then you got, you found yourself in this position where you were kind of juggling two major careers, building a business and directing a company. I mean, that's a lot on one plate and movement fell off. So tell me a little bit about your return to balance and the role movement played in your life in those different seasons. Wow. Um, you know, you don't know it while you're in the middle of it. Um, but, uh, you know, I had this passion to grow this business. Um, it's kind of, that was the future. I wanted to go there. Uh, but I had, you know, 400 people, you know, reporting up through me, um, you know, in this pharmaceutical company. And it was, uh, I loved it. I love the people there. Um, I still interact with a lot of those people. Um, and it's one aspect that I, you know, honestly, I miss running a small business. So we have a team of eight um, that, does everything here. Uh, we do some outsourcing for our manufacturing. Um, so we don't have that 
big group and I miss that social piece. Um, I've always missed that. Um, you know, sometimes like I'm an individual contributor in this business. Um, I'm a leader, um, but I, I find uh, that social, I, I miss that. So yeah. I guess that's a bit of a tangent. Um, but while I'm in the heart of it, um, I gave everything I had um, in the 10 hours a day that I worked for, you know, as a director in that company. Um, that's just who I am. I can't not do that. So building um, then, you know, infinite, what I had to do was stuff before work. Mm-hmm. Um, before I, I got into work at eight o'clock, I did stuff after work, I would, you know, do something at lunch, the weekends. And some of that involved, you know, making the products. Because um, mm-hmm. at this point in time, there was just another uh, guy that was a partner with me. Um, and we'd be making products in the evening. Uh, so all the time that I had, uh, to exercise, like, you know, I, what was happening was I was training for Ironman. So Ironman training, I was, you know, anywhere between 10 and 15 hours a, a week of training, depending on, you know, where I was as far as prep for, for the race. So all that went away. Um, mm-hmm. I'm used to eating, um, like an Ironman athlete. So like I had to consume a lot of calories, like I had to fuel what I was doing. Um, I didn't change my fueling. Um, I ate the same way, but my activity went way down. Um, and I didn't recognize um, that I wasn't moving. Um, I was building this business. And, you know, next thing you know, uh, I don't look the same way. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't feel the same way. Um, and it crept into my mental uh, state as well, because I identified as, you know, being this endurance athlete. I'm working with athletes, uh, you know, in the business. Mm-hmm but I was becoming less and less relevant. I wasn't, it was funny. I was, I feel, I felt conflicted. I'm not real anymore. Mm. Um, I'm not doing the very things that we're supporting in the business. Yeah. Um, so it was really fortunate that um, my wife and I were going to a 50th uh, birthday uh, for a buddy. His name's Tom that I worked with at this company, still a dear friend. And we were going to Vegas um, and we hopped on the plane um, and by the time we got off the plane, we had started the conversation about going all into uh, this business and me leaving my pharmaceutical career. And at that point, in t- like by the time we landed, we were done. We had the plan. Oh, wow. Um, seven weeks from there is when we're going to give, I'll give my notice as soon as I get back. And then seven weeks, it was July 2nd, 2013. That's when, you know, I'm no longer uh, in the pharmaceutical career. We, so I, you know, what was great, it was, we just got off that hamster wheel for long enough to think. Um, yeah. So this four hour, four and a half hour flight to Vegas from Detroit, that was it. Um, and, you know, if not for the birthday party, if not for that, maybe we would have found our way there some other time. Um, but that flight was a real catalyst uh, to where we are today. So, um, and then things started to brighten up. Um because I did have time um, to exercise again and, and move. And um, that really kind of completes me. So I didn't never really looked at it as being uh, kind of a darker time, but uh, certainly um, I wasn't moving and I had a lot of pressure and I wasn't physically active. Uh, so all those things kind of, you know, put me in a place that uh, I wasn't as well as I am today. Wow. Well, there's nothing like going through a season where you don't have the opportunity to exercise and move the way you would like to. And then all of a sudden having those doors open. I mean, talk about appreciating the ability to move and exercise. I know like a lot of people, I think get caught in this 
like I have to exercise, I have to move, like it's a requirement, it's part of my to-do list, which I mean, yes, there's benefits from it and building it into our routine and implementing discipline is helpful. And at the same time, like sometimes I think that eclipses the reality that it is a gift, like being able to move our body is such a blessing. Absolutely. You know, so I um, I still feel like I have some unfinished business in the sport of Ironman. Uh, Do you? <laughs> um, I was really close to um, qualifying for, you know, the pinnacle in, in that is Kona. I had a really good race in 2005 um, and I needed to shave about 30 minutes off my time in 2006. Um, I got super dehydrated on that race. Oh. Like I lost 10 pounds. It doesn't even make sense. But I went from 162 or 172 to 162 during the race. Dang. Dang. <laughs> yeah. so, you had to feel uh, awful. Yeah. So I didn't have the marathon I was looking for. Um, you know, I was 30 minutes short uh, or longer than I, I should have been. And uh, it was a I passed out. As uh, soon as I got into oh, my uh, dry clothes, I passed out and they woke me up in the tent. And it, it, it's dehydration is super cool because um, I think it is. I'm a geek. Um, you know, they give you some fluids. They give you a couple, you know, bags of IV and then you're totally normal. Yeah. Uh, so you go from <laughs> this horrible place to right. I feel great. Yeah. Uh, and hydration, I, whenever I get a chance to talk about hydration, um, you know, just every day and, you know, in endurance sports, um, it's, it's a place that I want to start because, uh, you can do all the other things really well, but if you don't do that well, um, so back to, uh, I feel like I have unfinished business. I didn't qualify. Um, and I was chasing that for a few years and, um, with Ironman training, you have to, and here's that word have to, you have to swim, you have to run mm-hmm. and you have to bike, you have to do all the disciplines. And what I found is I did not enjoy the swim. The swim involves you getting up at five, five 30 in the morning, going to the pool. Sometimes in the winter it's cold. Uh, and it's, I don't actually enjoy swimming. I did it to be a middle of the pack swimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the running side, I, I, I'm good with, I'm kind of neutral, Okay, but riding I get to do. <laughs> I love riding. And um, in 2018, I made a decision, like, stop chasing that. Um, and I just, I asked myself, well, what do you really enjoy? And That's awesome. I really enjoy biking. Um, it's never a have to. If I've got a spare hour, spare four hours, whatever, I will spend it on the bike. I get to ride my bike. That's awesome. I don't have to. Um, and um you know, I really encourage folks to find something that they get to that involves movement. Cause when you do that, um, it's, you, you don't even have to think about it anymore. Oh yeah. It's your favorite time of the day. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I completely relate to that. And my get to is, um, powerlifting now, which is so new to me. I used to be an endurance athlete. And after I had kids got into CrossFit and powerlifting whole new world to me, but it is so fun. Like I see your, your face lights up when you talk about biking and like, I get it. That's how I feel about some of these gymnastics moves and powerlifting moves. But I think what I love about you and your approach to movement, you also, in some of our previous conversations we've had before this, you bring this into nutrition too, which is why you were so passionate about building infinite and now, and now Grupo. So tell me a little bit about like what interested you in sports nutrition and creating these products that can help people do better in their, in their get to sport. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause like I kind of fell into it. Right. So 
Uh, I am a scientist. I'm a biologist, uh, microbiologist. I'm not a nutritionist. Um, and I believe that if you study, you do cause and effect. You know, I do something, I reflect, this happened. Um, and then you have a learning. And then you apply that learning to the next time you do something. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did with nutrition. So uh, my first Ironman was, and sorry for talking about Ironman all the time, but this is where the roots of my nutrition came. Uh, so 2002, I do my first and it's um, was a slap in the face to say the least. You know, you do a lot of training. You think you know what you're about to hop into uh, and you have no idea maybe today you do like when i did this there was no facebook there's no twitter there's no you know there's no social media we would go on to forums learn a little mm -hmm. bit the information did, did not flow the way it does today so um i think people can be better prepared for some of these things for the first time than than we were back in you know mm -hmm. 2002 so it was like an eye opener you know it's like wow um i didn't really do that well like the nutrition part and I didn't even know that I didn't do it well. Um, there were other aspects. So the next year you go uh, and do it. And, you know, I think I got to 12 hours the next year. And um, that one, now nutrition is becoming more a part of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because um, this 12 hours, 10 hours, whatever you spend doing this is about nourishing your body, conserving energy through that process so that you can run the best half marathon possible at the end. It sounds crazy, but that's what you're doing for most people that are doing competing in this sport. Uh, so along the way, I was getting a little bit more um, knowledgeable. I was learning from the people around me. I had a coach, I'd go to training camps and um, I always listen to the stuff that's, you know, you know, being said around me. And um, I went to an all liquid nutrition uh, while I was riding uh, and running. Uh, that was a way for me to get more calories in, but I still wasn't getting enough. I felt my nutrition was holding me back from that next step. Mm -hmm. And that's when I reached out. I found out through this, uh, it still exists today, Slow Twitch. It's a really popular triathlon form uh, about infinite nutrition. And I bought the product in 2005. I trained on it 2005, 2006, raced on it, and I was a customer. And in 2006, uh, that's when um, I met the folks that uh, run the business in the U.S. Um, and we had a conversation about uh, us bringing the brand. And I can't remember that conversation because I was not, I was happily in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved the people I, you know, I was working with. I loved what I did. Um, but something that happened there, um, there was a spark of, hey, wouldn't this be cool? Um, and, you know, three months later, we opened our business, like in cool. November of 2006, we opened uh, here. So um, along the way of working with this brand um, and this business, we formed relationships and partnerships. Um, so we've always done an incredible job with what we do. We pick, you know, the absolute best raw materials and we follow the science that's attractive to some people. Those people came to us. We didn't come to them. So the folks that support um, our Olympic athletes here in Canada, um, it's called the Canadian Sport Institute. Um, I remember getting a call on my lunch. I told you I did things, you know, before mm -hmm, lunch. Mm -hmm. uh, Susan Bogman, she's a sport dietitian, sport nutritionist, uh, sports nutritionist um, in Victoria, supporting our Pacific based athletes. And 
she called and they were looking to create a program for the athletes that would um, provide them what they needed for their specific discipline uh, for during and for recovery to make sure that they're ready to go tomorrow. Plus they were looking to make sure it was free of banned substances. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, CSI uh, had never done anything like this. They always took a hands-off approach to recommending uh, supplements to mm-hmm. the athletes for fear of being involved in, sure, sure. Uh, you know, a banned substance. So Susan, um, you know, called and then we created a program in 2008 um, that still goes today. And it's gone from, you know, just being in BC across Canada so we support rowers, rugby, athletics, like all sports that you see on the World Cup, cycling, uh, everything. Um, we get to fuel these athletes. Um, That's awesome. Super cool. Um, I certainly there's a pride that goes, you know, that I have being involved in sport of at the high level, this highest level. Um, but the learning that we got by working alongside of people like Susan and Nicole and Trent Stellingworth, like these are the top of sport as it relates to, you know, exercise physiology um, to work with them and make, um, you know, formulations, recovery products that they see will work uh, for mm-hmm. their athletes that are training, you know, 30, 35 hours a week. Um, we learned an awful lot uh, during That's that. That's so phase. cool. That's so cool. Well, and it sounds like you guys had some fun too. Like I'm imagining you guys at night, like in the lab, kind of figuring out like how, how to concoct this, this perfect formula for these athletes and their specific sport. Now I know that's more of, that's the target of Grupo. Like Grupo creates these design or customized um, formulas, which I think is incredible. I want to ask you a little bit more about Polar Joe because Polar Joe is going to be something, like I said, that's the one that, you know, I felt as soon as I learned about that one, I was like, Oh, tell me more. And that was totally from a selfish standpoint because (laughs) I love it. Right. So tell me how it transitioned to Polar Joe and about, um, the thought that went into creating the protein you guys use for Polar Joe products specifically. Sure. Um, so I'm going to go back to CSI for a moment because that's a part of the foundation of what we do in Polar Joe. Um, uh, Trent Stellingworth, um, he's a he used to work for Power Bar. He's a, a, a renowned um, researcher, uh, doctor, and um, he found out that we were using a specific protein. Uh, I was doing a presentation in Toronto to all the uh, sports nutritionists, dietitians from across Canada. Uh, and I was really nervous because as I told you, I'm not a nutritionist. And here I am in a group uh, of scientists that uh, will know more than I ever know. Um, and I'm telling them about our custom fuel program that we've set up for the athletes. Uh, I think this was in 2000, maybe 10. And I was extremely nervous. And um, Trent stood up in the middle of this presentation and said, uh, or maybe he didn't stand up. That's the way I see it. <laughs> I can't believe you're using that protein. And I'm like, ah, and, but it was just with utter, you know, uh, affection and joy that he was excited. He's excited. He says that protein um, has the lowest lactose levels. It's the purest protein. It's got the highest leucine content. And he spouted off all of the specifics. Like if you were to look under the hood at this protein and it's a protein that we buy from uh, Fonterra, which we feel is the best place uh, to buy protein. And this specific uh, protein, I think we're still one of the few, if not only in North America that are using it, it's extremely expensive. 
but it, it does a really incredible job. So as soon as he said that, I could never walk away from that protein because mm-hmm. that's what he wants for his athletes. So we never varied. And I, I had this um, ideal in my head that if it's good enough um, and it's what the folks that are training 30, 35 hours um, you know, a week need, then it's what we also need. We're all you know, working hard, doing whatever we're doing. Why shouldn't we have, you know, the best? Mm -hmm. So that's been the backbone um, of our business when it comes to an, you know, if we put protein in a drink, it's that protein. That's awesome. uh, During it's for recovery or a sleep drink. That's the protein. Um, So for those that might not know the details of, you know, leucine and high quality whey, tell me a little bit more about what goes into picking this whey protein powder. Um. So first of all, we stumbled on it. Um, It was a protein that was available to us. Um, We had transitioned. We were buying all of our uh, protein um, from across the the border. Um, And we were looking to make things a little bit, you know, more local purchases. So Mm -hmm. we were buying from a company in Toronto. And it's just the protein that was available. Uh, So we were lucky break. Um, And then, uh, you know, so after, if you you want to go back and look at protein. So there's, when we're talking in animal based protein and whey protein specifically, you have on a label, you might read whey, you might read whey concentrate and whey isolate. Mm-hmm. So first of all, whey, if it says whey and not concentrate, it's 80% pure. So 80% of what's in there when it's dry is protein. So you got 20% of something else which may be good or bad. And likely it's not what you're looking for if you're looking for just protein. Then you move to concentrate and then we move from 80% to 90% pure. So again, there's you know up to 20% of something that's you know not protein. And then whey isolate uh, by definition, when they dry it, when you take the moisture out of it, has to be above 90%. Mm-hmm. The protein we use, um, it's 93 to 94 by spec, usually comes in around 93.9 when we look at our C of A's. That's on an as-is basis before it's dried. And then if you dry it, it's 97.5% um, pure. There's so no protein that is yeah. higher than that. And what, why that matters is um, you have a higher purity of protein And then the level of one of the key amino acids in there that is responsible for um, muscle rebuilding, muscle growth is leucine. It's all about leucine. And we found this out, not through my studies, but by working with some folks, I'll talk about Dr. Stu Phillips um, later, um, because he's a big part of where we're we're at. Um, So Dr. Phillips um, always talks about muscle protein synthesis and leucine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this protein is 14.3 percent protein or leucine mm-hmm. um there's no most proteins are going to be around 10 you know so you're getting way more leucine um which is responsible for muscle growth i like then, to say leucine's like the key that turns on the muscle repair process like absolutely. it's it's what turns it on. And like, as we age, we need more of it to turn that process on. So what I love about that is like this, because people use whey protein to build muscle, right? Whether you're a professional athlete or average show athlete, um, we're just using it to turn on that muscle repair process. Well, if we're taking in a protein that has like a very small percentage of leucine, we're really not getting 
what we need out of that protein. We could be getting so much more. And again, like, you know, you get what you pay for too. Right. And it says like, it sounds like this protein costs you guys a bit more to purchase, but because you're putting it in there, customers are getting more out of your protein powders. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's, it's more pure and it's got more of what you need. Um, I think some of the keys are also what's not in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's specifically uh, lactose. Um, so lactose um, generally um, has an impact on the flavor uh, of the protein. You'll hear people just lump things in. They say, oh, I don't like whey isolated or, you know, whey proteins. It's chalky. It's gritty. It's, you know, it's this or that. Um, and a cup of milk, I don't know if you're you would know this, but uh, most people don't know this, but a cup of milk has about 12 grams of lactose in it. A 20 gram dose of the protein that I'm talking about um, that goes into our Polar Joe products, um, it has (laughs) 0.056 Yeah, nothing. 12,000 milligrams of lactose or 56 milligrams. So Mm -hmm. it's not even your body won't even know that that level of lactose is in. So lots of people come to us and say, I'm lactose intolerant. I can't do whey. Um, well, let's, let's chat. Um, yeah. I think that's such an important, cause people say like, I'm have an intolerance to whey and there's such a difference between like an intolerance to the protein versus like an allergy or an intolerance to, I'm sorry, an, an allergy to the protein versus an intolerance to the sugar. Like they're di- very yeah. different mechanisms. And you're right. Like Absolutely. people who, maybe can't handle the sugar, right? Which would be like getting diarrhea from having a glass of milk can have whey isolate. They generally don't respond to it. Now, if they have the milk protein allergy, which generally shows up not in the gut, like that shows up in the skin and inflammation. Like my son had a a milk protein allergy when he was young. The first time we gave him formula, he, he looks like uh, Will Smith and that, what's that? Hitch, oh, have you Hitch. seen Hitch? Yeah, <laughs> he looks like that because of the milk protein. And so, but I think I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of misconception around that. And it's unfortunate because I think people miss out on the opportunities of benefiting from things like whey protein because there's a misunderstanding around that. Absolutely. So when you, you know, the protein that we use is it tastes really good. So um, we'll have people just take the plain protein as it is, mix it with water and just take it. It's just bland. You know, it's um, it's not uh, obnoxious or anything like that. So um, we had um, we had this protein that we used. The folks at CSI wanted to buy just the protein. It's not something that we did early on in our um, business, but they wanted just the protein so they could add it to other foods, other things to fortify real foods with a little bit more protein. Um, so they did that. Then we said, hey, we should do that. We should create a product. So on the Grupo side, we have, it's called raw. It's just that protein, you buy it. Uh, and what we did, um, I'm a big coffee guy. I love coffee. So we have- um, Me and you both, those- cheers as I'm drinking yeah. it. <laughs> We have one of those fancy uh, Seiko coffee makers. You push a button, it grinds. Um, Us too. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it spits out a couple shots of espresso for me. And um, I was taking that, um, putting it in um, some water with protein, this raw protein, um, and then maple syrup and cream. And I would, we were making the, ba- the best iced coffees. And well, it was brilliant. And 
my family, my friends, we had a pool and they would come around and they, you know, they, Hey, can I have one of those? And so not only is it something that tastes amazing, people are wanting, it was good for them. Like I know there's 20 grams of protein. That's why I was doing it. Right. And we did like, we would go to bike events. We support bike races and we would, there's a local uh, coffee shop, Anchor Coffee. Um, we love them and they do a great job on the coffee. We take their cold brew coffee. We'd mix it with our protein, the maple syrup and cream, and we would give it away and just show people how you can get more protein in and, right. you know, highlight our product. Um, we did that for a couple of years without even thinking, let's make this into a product, like a dry <laughs> product, a ready to make product. Yeah. It's there. Uh, and then... In 2017, um, I had just read uh, Mel Robbins' book. Um, I forget what it's called. Uh, she, have you ever heard, you know, Mel Robbins? Mm -hmm. uh, she talks about um, five, four, three, two, one. And like, if you have a thought, you count backwards and you do something. Uh, it kind of interrupts your patterns because so we always have these thoughts and we don't act on them. Mm. Uh, I just finished um, her book and this thought came in my mind and I'm like, Okay, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I went out and uh, into our facility and I made this drink. And the first iteration was pretty close. I made one switch. Um, so what we're doing is taking real coffee, um, a freeze-dried coffee. So it's like an instant coffee before they agglomerate it. Um, the protein we um, had just received from that same manufacturer that or uh, distributor that we got our protein uh, they sent us a sample of organic coconut sugar uh, with something new and they wanted us to try it out. That's sitting on my desk. And I thought, hey, that sounds good. Like, let's try that. And we had a non-dairy creamer. So we put all those things together and right out of the gate, it was like, oh my God, this is really good. I made one change. Uh, we tweaked the uh, level of the non-dairy creamer to make it a little bit more creamy. And uh, we wanted to boost the fat um, a little bit. So I you you guys do you have Tim Hortons where you are? Do you know Tim Hortons? Mm -mm. Tim Hortons is like this coffee chain up here in Canada. Okay. It's an institution. So um not every corner, but a lot of corners have a Tim Hortons on it. Well, they sell an iced coffee, like Dunkin' Donuts would okay. or Starbucks does, okay. McDonald's. A lot of people we saw were drinking these iced coffees and enjoying them. And the problem with those iced coffees, well, what's the problem with those iced coffees? Well, it's a lot of caffeine. And then, if, well, if you get a sugar-based one, a lot of sugar, a lot of, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you get the buzz, but it comes with like the sugar buzz too. So you don't actually get a like elevated energy level from it. Yeah. So we looked at all the stats on them and they're like 22 to 23 grams of carbs. Um, and this is for like, not the giant one. It's no, just like it's uh, a small one. one, right? Or, yeah. Uh, so 23 grams of uh, sugar. And uh, next to no protein in them, two mm -hmm. to three grams. So what we said is let's flip that upside down um, and let's protein first, 21 grams. And then we wanted to keep uh, the drink. Uh, we wanted it to be enjoyable because mm -hmm. that's important. Um, you want things to be appealing, uh, something like I get to ride. I get to have this drink. Mm -hmm. um, so nine grams of sugar from uh, the organic coconut sugar. And then we get five grams of fat and then the real coffee. It's got 110 milligrams of um, caffeine, which is, um, you know, a decent level. It's not, you know, off the charts. And uh, yeah, as soon as we, we made it, we were super excited. Um, I've got a 
you know, local community here. I reached out on Facebook and said, Hey, this just happened. Um, <laughs> I, I see that. I bet you didn't have time. a hard time getting people to try it though. <laughs> no, it's funny. This uh, Heather Vandresco, um, she's like, Oh my God, like protein and coffee together. Like I let me I'm have in. all of it. That's how I was. <laughs> yeah. So I took some to her and then, um, just by the response, like, I'm like not a huge Facebook guy, but, um, I posted it and I was, wow, this is something that's really resonating. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so we made it into a real product really quickly and, um, that's cool. that's awesome. it's completely changed our business. Um, and I think why it's, um, you know, and not to be salesy and I'm not trying to be, but why it's a popular drink is, um, it first tastes good. You know, um, my mom takes it every day and she tells me I get to have it Darce. Um, and I'm heartened because my mom's 75, 76, and she's, she's petite, doesn't get a lot of protein in her diet. She needs more mm -hmm. and she's getting 21 grams from this, this thing that she really enjoys. That's uh, so. awesome. Well, and I think that's one of the major benefits. A lot of people ask me, do you believe in supplements? Do you think we should have, and when it comes to whey protein, I actually do. I mean, I don't believe we intuitively eat adequate protein. It's something that mm -hmm. unless you're a big meat lover and you love having chicken, you know, at every yeah. meal, it's not something we generally get enough of, especially as we age and you've taken it and made it, you know, something that is del delicious and enjoyable. And I will say like all of your different products you guys have, I really appreciate from a, a sports dietitian perspective for a few reasons. So like number one, the caffeine, while it's it's caffeine and it's coffee. My, my second, I would say it's my second love. My first is my husband. Second is my coffee. <laughs> and, uh, so it's, it's that, but then on top of that, like caffeine actually accelerates how quickly we uptake glucose into the cells. So having it, you know, before or after a workout can actually enhance our workout or enhance our recovery. And so I, I find it to have some like benefits just for being an average Joe athlete. Absolutely. And then, you know, I love the different varieties of sugar. So I want, I want to like talk a little bit about how there's like the low sugar, there's the vanilla, and you've got some different options because I think it's cool how you can utilize those in different, for different reasons. So for example, like the low sugar, that's the one I recommended folks like your, your mom who are having it as a snack, right? Like I need yep. Yep. some protein. I want a delicious drink. Um, but then for folks that are using it post-workout, which I actually do often, mm -hmm. um, my favorite right now, I have to tell you, cause I'm excited about it is, um, I'll do your low sugar one and combine it with a, there's a pumpkin oat milk out right now for fall and there's sugar in that. So it like yeah. counterbalances it and I get my, my glucose or my carbohydrate targets and my high quality protein. And, yeah. and it is delicious. I bet. I bet. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, how we evolved. Um, so when we were on under the former brand, we just had our protein, you know, or sorry, our classic version, just the cold brew, mm -hmm. um, straight ahead. Um, then, you know, an athlete, we, we work with a big gym up here called, um, Avadi athletic and they're big consumers They're Uh, they have these nutrition bars and they use a lot of our cold brew, which, um, uh, you know, we're grateful of. Um, but one of the moms, uh, or a manager she was nursing um and an athlete that we work with melissa bishop um she's canada's fastest 800 meter uh runner um she um had her first daughter and was nursing and stars i love this stuff but um you know i i don't want caffeine in it mm -hmm. and 
at that time, both those things requests came in and we made a decaf version. Mm -hmm. uh, so we tend to always listen to our customers. So that's how we evolve. Um, that's how our businesses evolve. So decaf came um, and then we got, well, I don't like, I don't like coffee. I like this concept, but I don't like coffee. Well, that's when matcha uh, came. Uh, mm -hmm. So I didn't really know about the antioxidant properties of matcha. Oh, it's amazing. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. That drink is actually better. I think from a whole package is um, the best of the bunch because the antioxidant properties mm -hmm. uh, of matcha are incredible. It still has some caffeine around 70 milligrams. Um, so that came for the non-coffee drinkers. And then we just sat on that for a while because we had these ideas of extensions. Um, we knew that the keto uh, crowd, you know, folks that were subscribing to um, a low, uh, a low sugar, low carb diet wouldn't, you know, take our, our normal version. Um, so then came the low sugar. Uh, and all we did was we dropped uh, the organic coconut sugar and we use uh, natural stevia. So mm -hmm. we're, nothing is ever, um, there's no artificial anything about our products. Um, so the stevia goes nice uh, with this blend. So now you, you know, have zero sugars uh, and, are, you know, obviously no carb blend. And then vanilla and the mocha are just extensions of mm -hmm. our, our classic. Um, yeah, it's really evolved, hasn't it? It's really cool to hear like the process. And it's like you had the one product, the cold brew made from your idea of uh, what was a maple syrup. That's I love it. So Canadian, the maple yeah. syrup, <laughs> you guys had no maple syrup, um, but it's like you had this one product and then how many options and opportunities opened up to expand it. And I will say too, the matcha is amazing. I love the matcha. That's my afternoon snack go-to yeah. because it has less caffeine. Um, but the my taste wife, of that one. Yeah. My wife, uh, that's her go-to. And, um, I generally, I will have that if I'm having a mid afternoon, that's what I, I, that's awesome. I yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, Darcy, I, you know, we've talked these products up and the cool thing is we're actually going to be doing a giveaway this week on the show. So anyone who hears this can head on over to my Instagram at Jess Brown RD. We'll be giving away one of the classic cold brews. It's your big bag. How, how big is the big bag? It's 25 servings. It's a uh, big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So we'll be giving that away. Instructions will be posted on Instagram. So make sure you guys are following us, following um, Grupo. And how can they find uh, you guys on social media? Uh, so the polarjoe.com uh, is where, or polarjoe.com is where we are mm -hmm. uh, from a web. Uh, and our, for some reason, Instagram doesn't like polarjoe.com, even though it's not taken. So we're still running under the polarjoe. Okay. Um, Co and uh, yeah, they can find us there. Um, you know, we're on Facebook as well, but uh, Instagram is the where where to go. Uh, we do reels and uh, different things. Um, you, you can get a feel from there what other people think of us. Um, you know, uh, and if you look at the reviews and such, you know, if you don't believe Jess and I, then just have <laughs> I know. what our customers say. Well, people are believing me because I'm talking about it all the time and I'm taking it everywhere. I know at my office, I was taking it in. I have a work wife who actually has type one diabetes. And so she, um, and she loves coffee as well. So she asked me about it. And when she found out there was a low sugar option, she was thrilled because she yeah. could have, you know, she couldn't have the other option, but yeah, it's only a matter of time, I think, before everyone's drinking Polar Joe, in my opinion. Uh, it, it's definitely a good product. Um, you, you know, I, th I think, um, you know, you have to go back to the why, you know, on on the protein side of it. Um, so it's an enjoyable product. It's it's a good way. You said earlier about uh, supplement. I, I kind of cringe sometimes when I, 
you know, we get lumped into that space. I know that's the space that we're in. Um, I'm a real food first, you know, person. Um, I recommend that people eat real food first and get all of your uh, macronutrients through real food. Only if you're not able to, you know, tweak your diet um, and get to the amount of protein that you need per day um, to support your lifestyle and, you know, maybe your, uh, you know, age demographic, whatever, um, should you turn to, you know, something like what we do. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, um, you know, in the morning, uh, I, I don't, I just don't have enough time or I don't take enough time. I, maybe it's an excuse um, to make real food that's going to have 20 to 30 grams of protein, uh, you know, in the morning. I do not want to skip my protein dose in the morning because I just fasted, um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but so that's, uh, it's a big time when I use it, you don't have to have it in the morning, but you, I take it in the morning just because I'm not making a meal, uh, where I'm going to get 20 to 30 grams of, of protein in my diet. Um, I think you should always have your protein spaced out. Um, if you can get it from real food, um, that's what I encourage you to do. Um, you know, and we, you know, our company, exist on you know athletes and you know people that um you know maybe use us as a, a snack or a bridge uh, to get to their total protein intake per day so um i, I think you look at it themselves well i love that you said that um because in our training as a dietitian that is something that is drilled into us like food first and i agree as well like we there's something about the whole package of food that we yeah. you know we can't necessarily capture in something that we've created man-made however we don't live in a world that operates just purely in the natural. I mean, we don't operate on like the sun, right? We have lights that help us kind of take our productivity to another level. And when I think of protein supplements, that's kind of how I think of it is yeah. if we're doing more with our body than, or we're trying to push it or grow it, or maybe fight aging or heal ailments. Like that's not something that's just naturally done. Like we now have these tools that can help us. So I just did actually an interview on another podcast yesterday. And the dietitian asked me just that, like, do you believe in supplements? And, um, I could see why you're like, I don't want to be categorized in that. Cause I think they do get yeah. a bad rap, but I I'm with you that I think, you know, food is of course wonderful and first, and at the same time, adding something like this can be incredibly advantageous to us as we age, as we push our bodies, as we grow. Yeah. I totally agree. And um, so like I'm involved on the the manufacturing side. So I've actually been in the very plants. I've been in New Zealand uh, where the milk is taken oh, that's from the awesome. that are mm -hmm. you know, on the hills. Um, and, you know, I, I think when we say supplement, we think, oh, this is kind of man-made. But what is actually happening is they take, you know, milk from this cow and they separate, in, separate it into a bunch of different fractions. Some of that becomes cheese and milk that, you know, we call real food. Mm -hmm. Some of that comes as the very specific portion of protein that we take. Um, they isolate it down to, you know, the exact you know thing that we want from it. Um, you know, so it's all coming from that same bucket of milk from that mm -hmm. the farmer's, uh, you know, bucket. So, um, yes, it is. Um, it's a supplement, um, but it, it is real food. It's come from real food. It's just that. that we uh, you know, there's a process of getting it down to the isolated form. Um, and, you know, if I could, um, you know, I really encourage and you probably, um, I don't know your numbers. Um, but what I've learned from Dr. Stu Phillips, um, you know, uh, someone that we've done a lot of research with, um, 
is, you know, 1.6 grams uh, per kilo of body weight becomes, you know, that's a really good number for a lot of people. So if you're, mm -hmm. you know, doing, you know, some high volume, uh, uh, you know, work exercise, um, if you're in an age demographic, um, so I, I guess I'm happy that I'm, you know, aged because that means that I'm <laughs> better than the alternative. Still... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when we hit, um, even 40 to 50, that's, you know, where the classic definition of aged, mm -hmm. um, begins you get into your fifth decade. I'm, you know, in the middle of my sixth decade now, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but as we age, um, our ability to turn that key, as you said earlier, um, and turn that process of rebuilding or, you know, um, building muscle, um, it takes a little bit more protein than mm -hmm. it used. It doesn't mean you can't do it. Um, there's a term called anabolic resistance. Um, and like, I get deep in the weeds of the science. Um, another way of saying it is dampening, um, that the research community uh, says, and it, it just means that we need a little bit more mm -hmm. to do the same thing it used to. So when I was 20 and 30, I could be a little bit more free. I didn't have to get these levels. I think you'll see our food um, food guides um, in North America change. Right now, they still subscribe to like 0.8. Um, it's really half of what you need. Um, yeah, and I especially agree. as we age and, and as we move, that 1.6 grams per kilo of body weight is so, so important. Mm -hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm 180 pounds. That equates to around 80 kilos. So for me to maintain my muscle mass, I need 130 grams of protein. I take that 130 grams uh, and I space it four times throughout the day. Uh, that's the best way to do that. Um, mm -hmm. In the morning, as I said, I'm having a hard time, you know, balancing my schedule and getting that protein in. So I use, uh, you know, one of, you know, I actually, what I do is I take raw and I mix it into uh, coffee, uh, a hot coffee. And that's how I start my day. Uh, that's so awesome. uh, yeah, if, if, if your listeners could key on in on anything, 1.6 grams um, per per kilo and take that from real food look at um, the labels and make sure you're getting to the level that you you know that number mm -hmm. um, and uh, if you're not then look to you know a company that does something like we do um, uh, to help you um, bridge to that number that's awesome well you are doing incredible things I know I'm grateful and my muscles are also grateful that we connected because <laughs> I am hitting those targets um thank you so much like I mentioned we'll be doing that giveaway this week on the show and you can find all the information over at Jess Brown RD I'll have all the links in the show notes to Grupo and Polar Joe Nutrition and then you guys have been so great any listeners who are tuning in do get a discount so if you guys head on over to polarjoe.com and enter fuel her awesome you will see a discount discount at checkout. Well, Darcy, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for joining us and sharing. Um, I loved hearing the science behind it and I know others did as well. We just appreciate what you're doing. Uh, thanks so much. I appreciate talking with you and uh, yeah, if we can help in any way, we would love to.